to W-2 or not W-2? That is the question. And once you leave the W-2, I guess we know the answer to that question, what would tempt you to go back, right? Is it unlimited vacation days? And if your company isn't offering you unlimited vacation days today, why are you still there, right? So I want to know, once you have the freedom, once you're living on your own terms, would you ever go back? Now, we talk about that. We circle around the topic of trending investing strategies like glamping and luxurious tree houses and RV parks. Question is that, are they there to stay? Are they, are they here to stay, should I say? Also, uh, Brody lets us know his definition of what an alcoholic's wet dream looks like. And amazingly, he ties it into what we're all talking about. So uh, if you want to chat about anything we discussed here today, I'm giving myself a number at the end of this episode. So be sure to stick around. This is episode number 167 of the W2 Capitalist podcast. No, we have I, just, I learned so much. Like like Monday night, I was on the mobile home park call. I mean, literally, my son is sitting next to me. Don't have the camera on. I've got my earbuds in, just listening in. And when something comes up and I want to chime in, I was able to. But I, I just, for an hour, it's all it was. It was an hour, and I it was amazing. So I need to do that more often. Because we're going to get a mobile home park. Yep. Dude, really? Fun. Yeah. You don't there, want it, huh? I, there's, there's something. And, and a I classy had to be careful. one, right? Like not the, not uh, your, not something you'd see on cops. Well, <laughs> but not, <laughs> that's too big not a trailer park, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, it, mobile you didn't say community. you wanted to live there. You said you wanted to own it. <laughs> yeah, as, as long as it cash flows. But there's something intriguing to me about uh, a, a project where it's all parked on homes and transitioning that to tenant on homes. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like the, I think the project management in me is coming out. Like I want to tackle one of those projects just is, and make money at it just to say that I've done it and see what it looks like on the other. I end. get that now. Uh, okay. Let me clarify. Are we Jamie talking literally like, like single wide trailers? Or are we yeah. talking like people roll in with their RVs and oh, single wide trailers, not RVs. I, there, there is something intriguing about an RV part too. But I think that's because we lived, when we lived in one for six months, it was stressful and anxiety, very anxious. It kept me very anxious on like where we were going to live from month because the place there stayed was just so busy. And I'm like, there's, there's a huge supply and demand issue here. How do I find land out in RV park? And then we said the heck with that lie and uh, <laughs> started traveling differently. Yeah. And thankfully, because the price of diesel, I mean, we're at, you know, Five and a half bucks per gallon, though. Thanks, Joe. <laughs> Joe, another J. <laughs> not, to, not to be political. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it, but Sorry. here it is. The blunders. Yeah, why do you Why do you ask that way, Jeff? About home park. I uh, I just I would rather have the RV one. I think. Um, I just because it's a full. I mean, there's business, a rule though. here. There's a rule here. I don't know if it's everywhere, but there's a rule here that there's a way to kind of get a better class of people. Like you can set a precedent of the age of the RV. Like it, mm -hmm. it has to be built before a certain year. Right. And that helps with like somebody not just rolling up like uh, cousin Eddie in um, Christmas vacation, uh, you know, like that kind of thing. Well, you can do that in a mobile home community as well. Yeah. If you wanted to. You can, you can have guidelines for um, how your, your uh, folks who lease your lots, like how they are supposed to keep their property. In, right? yeah, I didn't know if there was any extra money out of people coming in and out. Cause I mean, like if you rent a house, obviously you get, 
payment for that. But if you do an STR, then then you can potentially make more per month. So I didn't know if there was any advantage. Yeah, you probably uh, could make more on an RV park. I would I would think. Um, I think it would depend on where it was, location, and amenities, and everything else. But yeah, one of the best camp stays. I mean, this is kind of set in my memory, but um, my wife and I two years ago now we went to um, Charlottesville here in Virginia. Um, Devil Backbone, uh, I swear to God, made like the Disneyland of beer out there. So like the 141 Trail is just like an alcoholic's wet dream. Um, it's literally just like distilleries, wineries, breweries, just all up and down this thing. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty cool to go hang out because you can hike, then come down, you know, get a campfire and get a beer. Um, but like out of all those places, like Devil's Backbone, uh, they like kind of perfected like the whole campsite in my mind because they have like this beer campus. So they have like, like four buildings and like one of them is like a you know, concession stand almost like you'd see at a ballpark, but it's like really classy. It's got the big, you know, huge logs and they have like um, a lounge and then they have like a, you know, sh- you know, a frontier store and then they have like a big restaurant. So like you can eat outside and then like you get the central hub and then all around it are like tent campgrounds. And then outside of that are like RV campgrounds and they have like bonus stuff. Like you can buy wood, you can buy s'mores kits, you know, so there's like all these different streams of income coming through just this one site. And I just think that's super cool. And so every time I'm like thinking about how to short-term rental out like some campgrounds, I'm like, it's got to be that energy or nothing at all. Like, cause just renting out some dirt, you can do it. Sure. But like, if it's not some level of glamping, it's just like, is it really like, is it really worth the experience? You know, I've got, I've got, I've gone rough. Like I've gone and stayed in national parks, but the people who are going to go do that are going to go stay in a national park, you know, like what gives you that, you know, we got to go to this one, you know? So Trina showed me, has showed me like a bunch of like basically tree houses. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh yeah. Those are super cool too. Especially up like uh, in Georgia and they are just book solid and they're just making just hand over fist. Cause again, it's about the experience. So yeah. But is it trendy? Is it one of these things that's going to last for for a couple of years and then expire? It was the, which I've seen. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. I just said people like to be in the woods, you know, and they Mm -hmm. don't want to like set up a tent and they don't want to, you know, do all shit. They want to be in the woods, but they don't want to you know, be it. in the woods. <laughs> right. Or be, right. I feel like we're trending back towards a connection with nature in a way. And and hear me oh, out. Oh, he's going so, deep. We're going yeah. deep. Whoa. No, Whoa. I mean, <laughs> go so, for I it, mean, Jamie. COVID threw a lot of that into motion, right? I mean, the whole work from home movement, the whole remote work, whatever you want to call it. People now have the flexibility to kind of get out and roam. And I think there's, this is my opinion, an inner like drive to connect with, with nature around you. At least I get a lot out of it. So I think a lot of people are starting to be more mobile and, and want to have those experiences. So will that last? That's a great question, but I think we've got a pretty long runway before it's gone. I yeah. mean, you're going to be looking at rebuilding tree houses because of rot before people stop. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the uh, unlimited vacation policy that uh, a lot of companies are coming out with and supporting. I, I think that's incredible. Um, by the way, everybody, the W2 capitalist, 
and all of its subsidiaries and district companies we support unlimited vacation days. So yeah, I mean the whole like four day work week is getting a lot of momentum right now. Yeah, I think that's going to be huge. That's what I do with my guys. Yep, they work four tens and they love four tens. I work four tens. Yeah, I freaking go work four tens tomorrow. Yeah, I work six uh, twelve three day weekend. (laughs) Yeah, now I work six twelve. But if I were like to go back to the the whole W two scene, I would try to find four tens. Have y'all seen that that audio on the reels on Instagram where it's like I I didn't want to work a nine to five anymore, so I started my own job. Now I work four seven. Fuck yeah 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 yeah. I saw one. I just saw one of those. Makes total sense. But doesn't it feel good though to just yeah? There's something to it. There, there there's is there's a, you f- I don't know maybe control is an illusion right so maybe it maybe there's that feeling but then there's well, also there's all a the... feeling of a of a future that you have control over not yeah trying to convince some boss to give a fucking risk you know? oh man or yeah trying to promote you you know? I was so like, horrible at that and like at least it's it's at least it's under your control you know yeah. it, 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 you have the power of your destiny as compared to just like am I ever gonna get you know, some recognition or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot more work, but I'd, I'd still rather. I think, I think, uh, kind of taking a different tack too. like, if you're trying to build something for yourself over a long period of time, it gives that day job more meaning and purpose versus like exactly what Jeff says. Like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, like for me, like, uh, sailing was like, I loved sailing because it was a means to an end. Um, You know, like my first job was like 80 hours of what the fuck I was doing. You know, like, what am I doing? (laughs) It it showed me a lot of cool stuff. Like I was talking about on our last conversation, but like, yeah, like, what am I doing? I'm building nothing. I'm going to be broken 40 years if I stay here. Whereas like sailing was like, we can make a lot of money and take a lot of time off. It's a great career path. You know, like it was the, uh, it's the OG COVID work from home stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Go work for six months and then take six months off. So like, that was the uh, the game plan there because I was like, okay, we could figure out what to do in those six months to start what, building. What you know? were you doing with sailing? So sailing, like merchant marining. Um, now my last assignment was year round, so it was like I was there for two straight years. But that was because I was getting married and settling down in a house here in Virginia, so it was like really worked out really well. Um, but like that was part of like the W two fulfilling kind of like a dream of mine. But then it was like, okay. Now, what does that dream look like? It's changed. So, you know, can a W-2 be a means to an end? I would say yes. But at the same token, if it's getting in the way of you achieving your dreams, you should figure out how to extricate yourself rapidly. Because like like we were saying, there's so many more obstacles in your way if you're trying to do it through a W-2. Is there a yeah. scenario bro, where you would go back to the W-2? Yes. If my company goes bankrupt <laughs> you're a real estate company yes yeah. yes wholesaling yeah. wholesaling and well i haven't done any flipping i'm just you know uh perfectly a wholesaler right now try to stay focused on that so like yeah if i go to zero which is it's all my own money so it's like i'm never going broke because i have uh you know a skill set to go fall back on and right. i get a job offer once a week from my union so it's like all right so don't be afraid brody Let's do some let's do some hood shit. Let's do some rescue shit because we always have Plan B here. Some hood um, shit. <laughs> plus, you don't have any kids. Yeah. And plus, we don't have any kids. So that's that's yeah. when you go crazy. Why do you, you think I was kids. like sitting here quietly smiling when you're like, give him an iPad? And I was like, yeah, give me an iPad. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is I love tempting? bringing iPads to the movie theaters. Oh, wait. They're talking about their kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Brody, is that tempting that you get that many job offers to come back from the... Yeah. Yeah, it's tempting. It's yeah. tempting. Because, like, uh, you know, in the startup phase, it's kind of tough getting consistent mm-hmm. cash flow. So, like, ain't no better heroin than, like, a, a monthly paycheck, you know? Yeah. Especially when it's yeah. a, a decent paycheck. You. That's how they get you. I've got false this drug. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just try it once. Yeah, so it's, it's a real good false <laughs> security. But at the same time, like it was a good job to kind of like build up capital quick and then yeah. you know get off and then do something with it. But at the same token, it's like, all right, the name of the game is consistency. So we got to well, be consistent with me, one or consistent with the other. You called me a couple of weeks ago, and I was thinking like... about going back. I was struggling. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie. We had a conversation about it and I, I, you know, we, you know, it was just a, a bro conversation about, you know, what, what to do or whatever, but, you know, we had a little heart to heart and, you know, I, I, I I'm not going to make decisions for anybody, but I, I think in the long run, especially with Brody, who, you know, doesn't have as, as many, obviously, like we said before, kids and, and, you know, uh, responsibilities because he's younger um but i'm sure he still has plenty of those i just got to keep the roof over our head basically and the lights right on. like it's a lot different <laughs> than it is for the uh, us people with kids but but you know i i just there's always adoption through it i, I talked him <laughs> off i talked him off the the ledge i feel yeah like. and no yeah he did i do agree I, with brody though that uh, that a w2 can be a catalyst towards like future yeah, growth though i totally. mean it absolutely could be a, a stepping stone or a, a, even yeah. like a launch pad really depending on what you're doing and and kind of the time freaking you had i, I mean agree. that's that's how i got into it working in sales yeah. had some flexibility made good money and i mean kind of took off from there yeah, yeah. definitely but what sucks is like you gotta take your your off time which did you say what sucks or what sex? What did you say? What sucks? What oh, okay, sucks. that makes more sense. <laughs> sucks context, is... Jay. Context. Uh, yeah, I was like, what sex is you got to take a new app time? And I didn't really, I didn't understand what you were where you're going. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you're you got to give them at least forty hours a week, and then it's you mm-hmm. have to build something away from those forty hours, and then you also have to be like a family man and and uh, a lot of other things so it's hard to kind of do time management for something mm-hmm. like that when you're already tired from doing your regular job and doing your family um, obligations so. yeah so <clears throat> that's 100 percent why i was like definitely stepping back from the cliff after our conversation because i was thinking about like i was like what if i don't want to say i want to go do like being a firefighter or something you know because they work you know 10 to 15 days a month and it's like mm-hmm. that's that fulfills me staying at home, you know, that fulfills me being able to have time to do some of this business on the side. But then I was like, don't know what they set my schedule. I could be working overtime, you know, you don't really know. And like, you're building it after you're exhausted from working a day job. I was like, do I see myself doing this for like 10 years or like five years when we have kids? And it's like, daddy just put out a huge fire. He's going to sleep for 24 hours now. And he's going to go back to work. It's like, (laughs) I thought, I was like, all right. And then I was like, all right, what what happens when that one time you got to get that Kevlar blanket in the house to lift that 400 pound life lady out? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm not jumping off that cliff. Not today. 
literally that was like i hate to be shallow but like and and for the firefighters out there like genuinely it seems like the coolest job ever but like that was the feather that broke the camel's back for me i was like i'm not doing that sorry can't do it you know i think that's the whole point of the group right is to like i mean there's plenty of people who in the group that work their w-2 they want to have their w-2 but they want other options and ways to do things and then there's a lot people of who need just, it who, right yeah and then there's people who just want to get out of the rat race and you know do their own thing and and be in control and e- either one's fine i mean everybody's got their own way of doing everything it's just you know, it varies for sure i think i'd probably still have a w2 if i wouldn't have got laid off i was making easy money had mm-hmm. a lot of good people i was working with it, it'd be it'd be hard for me to say oh but what did you y'all. do jay i don't i don't even like i know what jamie did he's nodding his head like he wants his jay was a hacker yeah i know what jamie i know what jamie did but what, i don't i don't remember what you do what you i was did, jay. i was in technology i i ended my career as uh in sales leading the sales team and we we sold actual uh remote productivity software like was 365 and teams and stuff like that that people use during covid uh, to uh to work remotely so so what happened like wh- uh, when did you get laid off and like and why during uh it was uh may 1st of 2020 and they cited covid reasons which allowed you know some some uh government programs or plans to help help us out kind of make that decision right um but when you kind of look at the timeline after that and in less than a year, I think it was less than a year, it might have been a little bit longer, they were acquired by a much larger organization. So you can kind of look back and say, well, it was a restructuring to make their books look really good. And they were just taking advantage of kind of the situation. Well, a lot of At least that's the story advantage of that myself. situation. Yeah. It's all too familiar, my friend. All too yeah. familiar. Yeah. <laughs> right. But, yeah. you know, don't you want to, like, make your own decisions and not be held to some corporation yeah ab- no absolutely piss, like throw you into the dumpster whenever they decide they want to do that and that's exactly what happened and uh yeah i, I don't know that i could ever go back if i wanted to because when I, I you know everybody talks about don't burn bridges i was very vocal <laughs> on social media about never going back to the <laughs> yeah, yes, you were. world <laughs> yes you were and uh and, I, matter and, of fact in critical uh, of leadership and uh i well, you know, it was it just it was an emotional time for me, but it was also uh, very accurate in my eye. And I'll tell you how uh, how I was like, oh, this has really gotten out of hand. Is so half my team got laid off as well, right? And so they were getting putting me down as a reference and happy to. They, they did an amazing job, and there was a recruiter that called me uh, about one of the guys that worked for me. I gave him raving reviews, and at the end of in the conversation, she goes, "Well, what are you what are you doing?" I was like, "What do you mean? What am I doing?" I'm giving you a reference, she goes, "No, what are you doing right now? Didn't didn't you get laid off as well?" And I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." She goes, I, "I'd love to talk to you about this position we have open." And I was like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm kind of I'm good. I'm not gonna you know I don't think I'm gonna go back to work." And so that led into a real estate investing you know conversation. She, then she said, "Oh, you're the guy." who's never going back to the W2 world. And I was like, oh. I was like, how did you know that? She goes, I, I looked you up. I was like, oh, okay. So I would is have there, to do like this mass. Is there a YouTube mass- video or something? 
There is. There is. There is. <laughs> At least one. At least it's one. like when uh what's that movie with Tom Cruise uh um where he like left uh the sports place. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I was gonna say Moneyball, but that's not it. Jerry Maguire. That's it. Yes. Yeah. So it was like kind of like that when you left. <laughs> Like who's coming with me, and then nobody, kind of, nobody no, comes with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I would have been the guy walking out by myself for sure. Uh, no, oh, it, wasn't, it, it wasn't a who's coming with me, but I, <laughs> I, I felt like I told my side of the story <laughs> for sure. And uh, but as critical as I was, you know, to, toward those guys, and uh, I don't envy their position whatsoever. You know, I, I mean, I think about my boss who he has to call this guy who's got three kids who are all under five and say, Hey man, we gotta let you go. Uh, I, I just, I can't imagine what kind of, you know, here I am feeling compassion for the guy, uh, what that's like. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been the best thing. It's ever. So it's, it, I was critical, but I, it was just moment. It was rough. <laughs> well, yeah. That's the thing. Like, I mean, y'all are talking like y'all want to go back to your W2s, but there's still like, if you know, like if you did, like you, you'd still like they could, they can slice you at any moment. Like, don't you just want to build yeah. your own foundation and you know have your? Own I'll tell you how much I don't want to go back to working for somebody else. There was there was a a guy. Um, he he hosts a pretty well known podcast, and um, he was looking for a co host. And I I thought you know this is interesting. I'm I'm curious on what this looks like. And it was a six-figure salary. And I'm like, well, there's really nothing in the host in a podcast, right? I mean, there's there's not, like, it's, to me, it's not a 40-hour-a-week job, but to them, it was. And I made it to the third round of interviews. Like, I, <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't want to do it. <laughs> Too structured and... Too structured, man. Not was, like this where we're just shooting the shit. And- yeah, yeah, no, they, they, it was, it was going to be too structured. I was going to have to fill out timesheets, like... I. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going back to that. It was the timesheets might have been the thing that kind of broke broke the broke my back. But anyway, oh, that research it was, time. It was, yeah. Well, I mean, there's you know, I'll hire a VA to do that. <laughs> yep. And I I even positioned. I was like, well, you don't have to pay me that much and just hire a VA to do all this research. And like, no, no, no. This is this has to be you. You have to be clocked in. You have to do all this. I was like. You guys are taking this way too serious. This is well, what kind of podcast was it? Was it real estate? Yeah, it was real real estate based. Yeah, investing overall. Real estate was a piece of it, but I don't well, know. Now I, was... I feel like I'm I'm screwed because we're doing this for free. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, well, I yeah. Well, I mean, what would you say to like somebody who's interested then in real estate and they want to break into it? But like, let's say they're doing a lateral change, like they're like, or not lateral, but like, I guess fertile lateral. I'm not sure. They're just switching from like one W2 <laughs> to like jumping into that position as a co-host on. Uh, changing industries, know, I must. Yeah. Changing industries to get into real estate. Would you recommend somebody do that? Or are you talking about just break away from the W2 and figure it out on your own? Uh, you got no, to merge it. Yeah. I would say yeah. hop over if you can. I mean, I would. I would got interviewed um on the curious investor podcast and before we're recording you know we're talking just chatting up with these guys and i was like i don't know a lot about you you couldn't find out a whole lot and and they were like yeah um uh one of the hosts had done a couple of deals the other one had had 
doesn't have any real estate in his portfolio, never bought an investment property. And he said, you know, we're just using the podcast to kind of expand our reach and get to know people. And I'm like, that's exactly what I did. I love it. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely so, think there can, I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I, I definitely think there can be a, a meshing of real estate or passion with a W2 that can, can launch your, yeah. not only your career, but your investing and your financial situation. I mean, I think there's plenty of opportunities. We have some guys in, in the mastermind. There's uh, there's a guy that jumps on our Tuesday night call that works for a commercial property management company. He's getting young kid. Yeah. I mean, getting a ton of experience with that, you know, that whole market. Um, yep. You know, yep. that's just going to, I think and he's that's got, gonna yeah, you got resources at your disposal too, yep. that you wouldn't have. Like I got a buddy, uh, shout out to my main man, Ethan. <laughs> he, uh, uh, he works for, he does door to door roofing sales oh, yeah. and he's wow. very entrepreneurial. And I'm like, dude, you're a freaking savage door knocking, selling roofs. Like you would murder the uh, real estate investing game. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he's very, very like outgoing. Um, very like trustworthy, like just good dude all around. Has and, he had uh, an O'Brien Holmes just, hat yet? Or not yet. He's no, he's to. got one. Yeah. No, I neither do I. Second one, Jamie sent <laughs> oh, yeah. me. I, I did send him too. <laughs> he got it two? Sounds like he's a lead machine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think it too. <laughs> uh, but like he's like, yeah, like I'm just trying to figure out a couple of different pieces. And I feel like everybody, like that nobody starts out with all the pieces in place. You have a couple of pieces yeah. of the puzzle. Like he's good at talking. He's got some guys with him, but like he's there's other parts of it that he doesn't fully understand, like how to fund deals or how to find them. So it's like, yep. you know, working with somebody that helps you complete that puzzle, I think is and this is going into partnerships now or like strategic, you know, strategic W2s where it's like I want to work with them because they bring mm -hmm. to the table what I don't have. Well, as far you as know. finding deals and funding, I mean, you need to join the mastermind of W2 Cap Capital. Uh, there's only nine oh, places left, thing. right? It only, it, they got to get fall. in quick. Yeah. When you leave a review, and I hope you do, don't forget to tell us who you are and leave five stars. That's from Dirty Jobs Micro. Listen, guys, if you're interested in exploring any of the products or services that I use to make my real estate investing career easier, or you want to explore joining us in the W2K Plus community where you can uh, hang out with guys like myself, Brody, Jamie, and Jeff on a routine basis, they're going to be, there's going to be a link somewhere in the description or uh, comments or something like that, wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. But as promised, if you have any questions whatsoever, or you feel like I can help you in anything we talk about here today on this episode or any of the previous episodes, send me a text. Uh, I was going to say, give me a call, but chances are, if you're not in my phone book, I'm not going to answer. Uh, so send me a text. Let me know what episode you're listening to and how I can potentially help you. We'll find a time to get on a call. Okay. My cell phone number is 205-249-0248.